Wow. I mean, is there a better way to start any show in the history of the world? Where did that come from? That's amazing. We've got our own. It's, yeah. our, it's our own sting. And, and yeah, um, a musician by the name of Nick Anderson, who's been on the podcast before, is just one of these guys who is just an absolutely brilliantly talented mind. And, um, and still one of my favorite singers of all time, this, this guy. He's, he's unbelievable. Check him out on Instagram, Nick Anderson. But what Amazing. do you think? We're away. We've got our oh. own theme song. Yeah, I mate, I've I've had that on high rotation in the peak household. It's been on it's been on a loop. I mean, the song kind of is on a loop, but that's why it works, and it's high rotation in my household to get me through this lockdown. Thank you, know, you Nick. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely, Nick. Well done. And and um, I I have had several of my children walk around the house going. So I think it's working. I think it's great. So oh, I'm I'm in the shower and I'm oh those humans yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Well, We've got a hit. Thank well, you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. And welcome, everybody, to Humans in 30-ish. Uh, I'm Luke McCredden. Matt Peake is here, as always. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And uh, this is episode four of this format. Um, we're having a fun time, Matt. So basically, each of us bring a couple of topics to the table. We don't know what we're bringing to the table, and we just break it down and have a chat about it, Matt. It's been fun so far. It has, and, and I keep harping on your name, McCredden, mm. Um I, I wanted to sort of open with, but the timing didn't work, but I'm going to need your badge, McCredden. <laughs> and and then I thought the villain, you know, the South African businessman who's really a drug dealer. Right. It's like, who's this cop? Who's this cop that's been taking all my drugs? <laughs> McCredden. Bring me this McCredden. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was really bad, but I just, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I just can't stop thinking about that name. I can, I think I'm working my way into one of your, uh, one of your movies, but anyway. Yeah. What a name. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Well, who's you, well, I mean, you're look, the host, so you go. Yeah, no, I, I look, I, I fired it up last week, so I'm throwing to you to open up the show, Matt. Um, yeah, give it to us. What do you got? Oh, this, I, I don't know how this popped into my head, but I've, I've been working, you know, living in Victoria, working remotely, and I haven't been in, in the office environment for some time, but I, I something, someone said something recently about, being a, a state representative, you know, like a state champion. Mm. So I wanted, I wanted to talk about the people that in, a, in their adult life, like especially in, in the work environment that I've come across, there's been so many people that have said that they're a state champion at track or netball. Like there's so many state, you know, and, and the reality is 99 point, maybe 95% of the population don't make sport or aren't able to be professional athletes to earn money. So it's a very small percentage, mm. but we all, we all as adults can recall what we were good at. And there just seems to be a little trend that I've spotted the last few years. There's a lot of people who are state, yeah, you right. know, but I, I, a guy in my previous work, he told me he was in the, in this used to be in the state fencing team. <laughs> See, we have I, a state I fencing team. <laughs> I, I can't verify that. Right. Ah, has okay. this been? Have you have you come across this behaviour that? Uh, yeah. Look, I, I I don't. Not that I can recall off the top of my head. I, I definitely heard it. So I guess maybe the answer is yes. But I don't feel like it. I haven't noticed it becoming a trend. Um, but I think you touched on something just there that that there is there is something that because everything is is searchable and 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 researchable um, these days. One one of the things that I've noticed um, that people, when they find something that's a bit 
you know, might be a bit left of centre, they can then claim to be something there because it's sort of no one can really verify it and, and research it like, I don't know, so, or, or even something like fishing. Um, you could claim to be the greatest fisherman and you've caught this and that. There's actually no way of finding out if you are or who is the greatest at that particular thing because it's just a pastime. It's a hobby. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a sport as such in, in terms of records being kept through the years. Um, yeah, but there's there's a lot of people who it's all it's always in that junior period where I was a representative or state in this. Yeah, were you were you state were you state anything? Were you like regionals or state anything? No, I, no, I don't think so. no, not state. No, I was never at that level. Did you ever tell people you were? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. So so I was I I I was a, um I was in the development squad for Victorian baseball. Mm. But I was never in the state squad. Like the, I had friends who were like a little bit better than me who deserved to be there. Yeah. But I was always caught between. I'm only in the state development squad. Mm. Would I tell people now that I was state Vic? Yep. Or just in the development squad? No. What do you think? Own it, state. Yep. Wow. Okay. So I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming one of those because hey. back when I was um in high school though. Yeah. If. Like it was always about more martial arts because they were like the intimidating dudes in the yard. So it's like, oh, state champion kickboxer. No, state state champion. Stay away from him. You know, we had yeah. these guys who would roam, roam the school who <laughs> were like, there was a Greek guy, a Polish guy and a Serb and you'd think they were like kickboxers or state, but they weren't. They'd just tell you who was a state champion and, <laughs> and there'd be this myth around Scott, oh, he's state champion this, state champion that. I, I just think it's a it's it's a strange phenomenon that that is there with adults now about yeah. being state champion. Mm. Is it impressive though? I mean, it, it, it like it is impressive, but is it is it if the people just sort of freely sort of laying that out on you? Do you sort of stand back and go, oh wow, you know that's amazing, or are you like, eh. well, you can't, it is impressive because this you can't prove it not to be. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, that's why it's such a good story to tell in the office. Mm. So no anyway, one, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. So no one could verify your position in baseball. Could, not really. They? No, not 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 with the record keeping back then. <laughs> I mean, it was pre-internet, so I, I could say I was state anything. This so, is the problem. So people in their thirties are in the perfect position to claim to be state something. State track, state fencing, <laughs> state pole vault, state karate. Mm. Hey, my dad Anything. was my dad was the. Uh, he, this is the only um, state level in my family to from memory. But my dad was a the the Victorian primary school basketball coach. Uh, you know that's state that's state level. He coached the Victorian primary school teams. Yeah, I mean that's not that impressive. <laughs> I mean it's a volunteer job and yeah, I don't think it paid. You know, but good on him. You know he. But yeah, no, that's not the example I was looking for. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I've got. Um, I'd love to say, okay. you know, I'd love, you know, I'd really love to hit you with something like, yeah, well, actually, Matt, now that you ask, I was at state level for pole vault, but I, I don't have that. I'm sorry. Well, the, you're not a wanker, so mm. you, you're, yeah, all credit to you. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's interesting. I think um, I'll be probably listening out for it now. <laughs> yeah, just listen out for it in the workplace. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Uh, Matt, remind me, you are a vegetarian, yes? No? Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, where are you positioned with – I'm just going to dive right in here. Where are you positioned with coriander? Oh. Um, 
I, I've in the last maybe six months, I've really been swayed to the, to, to get one, one way ticket on the coriander train. <laughs> We've, it's just, yeah, absolutely. So you're all, you've got it in your pro. You're, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh yeah. I just, yeah. I think but, there's a real, and, and I've sort of labeled it in my mind, it's the great food divide because I feel like, and I know there is a strong presence of people that are really pro coriander and appreciate what it's for and, um, you know, love that that zesty, citrusy, zingy sort of thing that it does to, to food, and that's great. Uh, but then on the flip side, there's not just sort of anti or like people that don't quite like it. There, it's it's a flat out hatred. It's a it's a real hate for the for everything and anything to do with it um you know you hear things about people you know talking about it like it tastes like dish soap and it, and it just it, it has the power to ruin any dish uh, at any given moment and i just feel like uh, i was interested to know what side of the what side of the boat you're leaning over and, and that's interesting that you're you're pro i'm certainly anti i've got a real issue with it yeah look I, I, I look at a basil and, you know, a, a basil is, I guess you've got to liken them to, to personalities and mm. let's say news readers or like basil is, is just such a likable, it's like Peter Hitchener, you know, like just such a likable <laughs> and works uh, if it's serious, oh, you know, then serious news or if it's light, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Basil, that's basil, right? <laughs> the coriander is kind of delivering a bit more intensity, yeah. you know, it's more, your, it's, it's more your sky sort of <laughs> maybe, a bit, you know, it, it's kind of coriander does it, it knows what it is. And sure. That means it may not cross over as much as a, as a basil or a basil. Mm. Um, but then you have parsley, which parsley is like really old school, but parsley is like really sturdy. Mm. It's quite, quite diverse, but it's very complimentary. Yeah. I, I've, I see the commentary around coriander, but I'd probably say that, it's totally people are overthinking coriander and yeah. they should just accept coriander for what it is and what it isn't. And maybe what it isn't could become what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Break that down. I don't know if I want to unpack that much further, but I do I do I do have a thought. It's and, been unpacked. And it's, it's been unpacked. Okay. Mate. Well I've got a thought for all the people on the um you know, all the haters and all the lovers and everyone in between, which are restaurants and also um, dinner party hosts. Here's my thought. Mm. I think that maybe coriander should only be added to any dish upon request. I just feel like that will ser- that will sort out any complaints and any any issues. I, I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I th- I, what I, I think again, it's it's about like you're, you're coming at it. There's an unco- unconscious bias you have to coriander. Mm. And it's something you need to deal with, you know, <laughs> you're looking at it subjectively. Yeah. Cor- coriander should be free. You should set it free <laughs> and it'll, it'll find its relevant place in the world, but don't judge it before you, you add it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm passionate about this. You, you, you really are. And, and I've got nothing else to add. So it's all yours, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a, a good one. Um, I'm actually, this is quite, this is going to get quite dark quite quickly. Okay. 
Yeah, this is, it's, it's quite a cathartic series that we're involved in, <laughs> you know, and a lot of it is about childhood, but this is sort of, you know, not pre-teen, it was sort of during teen. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, okay. Well, I, yeah. I want to hear you out first before I give my piece on Jar Jar. Well, uh, there's a lot of Star Wars, and like I'm a big Star Wars fan. I, I grew up in the 80s. I was around when when it was magical, right? You know, the, the, the first three. And the hype for the 90s, you know, the first one was back was the Phantom Menace. It, I would liken the introduction of Jar Jar Binks to when Franz Ferdinand was assassinated in World War One by <laughs> the Serbian rebels. Okay. And it set off a chain chain reaction that essentially could really where we are now, World War One, World War Two. Uh, this has been the introduction of Jar Jar has seen the deterioration and the destruction of the Star Wars franchise. And it's it's never recovered and I've never really addressed it. Like mm. what was he? What what purpose did that character serve? Nothing. He was like a degenerate on the street, like an ice addict who would push the trolley, but friendly, like a friendly degenerate drug addict, but would just comment and say random stuff and, and but served no purpose and totally ruined the Star Wars franchise. So so have you written it off? Is, is Jar Jar Binks completely written off the franchise for you in, in all in, in its entirety? So all nine now? All nine. Wow. All nine. That's powerful. And look, you, I don't think you're alone. Um, I think... You know, there's been a there's been a big sort of question on 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 Jar Jar's head for for millions of people around around the world. Um, billions, I, I, okay, billions. I don't. He didn't have that big of a negative impact on my life. Um, I certainly understand the question you raise about what is he and what is his purpose. Um, I feel like he, I, I do feel like he played a a much more larger role than was necessary. Um, I don't necessarily hate the character. I hate exactly, but but I don't think he needed to become a star of the show. Um, that was certainly a weird one. Um, yeah, it, could, I, it makes a lot of sense though, doesn't it? Right? What? What? Why would he sell the franchise? He he knew he cooked it. <laughs> he knew he fucked it. Yeah. So he sold it to Disney and said, "I'm really deep down." He's like, "I've." I've fucked this. I've torched this yeah. whole franchise because it, it took it from this magical thing that he came up with when he was young mm. and like meatloaf, right? <laughs> meatloaf has some amazing songs and like just classic paradise by the dashboard light. I would do anything for love. Mm. Took the words right out of my mouth. Like, but at the grand final, uh, 2010, no. So same thing with Lucas. Mm. He's come back. He's done a meatloaf. He's introduced <laughs> Jar Jar. And I tell you, yeah. if Jar Jar Binks comes back into the Mandalorian series, I will storm Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> On a speed bike. I know people I- are hearing me and I know I can hear them listening, even though they'll listen after when it's released. It's mm. not live, but I know. They're behind this. It's never been addressed. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. Look, I, I'm I'm with you, but probably not on as serious level as you are. But I get. But I totally understand it, and and I think it's a really, a really interesting interesting one to bring up. So thank you. 
I mean, but take some responsibility for your franchise. Like, seriously. Uh, the millions of dollars still rolled in, mate. I don't think he he gives too much of a of a of a of a shit, to be honest. Yeah, well, he sold it, so that's yeah. clear because mm. he he turned it to shit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no, good, good. Um, you know, I guess moving away from that slightly, um, I wanted to finish on a topic that's interesting, and and I'm sure. Well, actually, I don't know what level you're at with this one either, but I know you'd be well aware of it. And and what I'm talking about is TikTok. Um, personally, I'm not on the platform and I've never used it. I've obviously seen it and it's impossible not to see bits and pieces of what it's about. Um, but with a 10-year-old daughter um, who finds it quite amusing and does all sorts of dances along with it, um, it's put a question mark on it for me about... Who, who the target audience is because there's also a lot of people in their, you know, 30s, 40s and beyond embracing it too. And and the reason I bring it up is I, I guess, and I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on this one, if it's aimed at kids, I think it's, go, it's, it's gone about it the wrong way. Um, and if it's aimed at adults, it's a weird thing to be... Oh, I don't know. I'm really confused with it. What, what's your take on TikTok? Well... You know, there's the there's the public discussion, you know, which mm. is it's it's caught fire pretty quickly, and it's from the heart of Beijing, so it's got some pretty serious a pretty serious machine behind it, and and obviously with the state of the world, you know, it's an in, it's a private company in Beijing that's that's has all that data, so clearly we we're not sure of the responsibility uh, or the the checks and balances mm. that that's going on there. That's probably the a, a concern, but with that said it's it's taken off because it's taken off it's it, there was a need for it in some capacity mm. um i i too have a a a, a young daughter 10 year old daughter um but if i look at it responsibly and i make the account private but mm. it does set off some creativity with the young ones that that i think is really fun and interesting. So like the experiences that people are having with their families, with the platform, especially during the situation we're in, they're memories that you can keep and, and, you know, you're getting dads and mums dancing and siblings dancing. So it's creating these quite free flowing experiences, Mm. but the public, you know, impact and effect, uh, you know, of that obviously needs to be, uh, monitored, but yeah. you know everything. In hindsight, once it becomes a big thing, there's more eyes on it, and there's a lot of creeps out there. Yeah. There's a lot of creeps, a lot of a lot of you know peds that are just having a good time on it, and yeah. that's that's what we've got to make sure that there are there is some sort you know some sort of legislation eventually on all of this stuff. Yeah, it's, well, it's, interestingly, it's like like there is with liquor or yeah. or cigarettes or drugs, like just legislate the stuff. Interestingly enough. Um, you talk about Beijing and, and, and TikTok um, did originate in, in China. The interesting part about that is China itself um, has no has a has a has a strict ban on all social media uh, across the country, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or I think even Google um, for the most part. I found that quite interesting too. Um, it leads me to to one final thought, I suppose, on that is well, that's the art of war, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it's coming you know? down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, my my final thought on that, and and when we when when you just turned onto the there are creeps and there needs to be some sort of control over that. I wonder, do you ever do you think that there'll ever be that sort of government power that can completely shut down a social media platform like they do in China here in Australia? Yeah, I think it's possible. If it's influencing uh, a democracy, mm. it's absolutely possible. Mm. A, a, a democracy shouldn't be influenced by a private company. And and a good thing about Australia is you would think that we would all see that coming, uh, which is why it hopefully won't. But, you know, hopefully there's other countries that can see it coming and it does happen. But, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Anyway, I know that was a bit of real talk, a bit of serious stuff to round things out, but just, just, a, just a bit of a think of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, it's very topical. Um, it's it's a concern, but we, we're all on it in one way, shape, or form. Uh, but the reality of of its use with with good people, with you know people that uh, you know are, are wary of it, but let you know let your kids be who they are in this age. Mm. Um, it, the, the, the you know the curtain doesn't match always match the drapes. Sorry, the carpet doesn't always match the drapes. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't know where that's the right analogy, but yeah, uh, the, the media it's it's a it's a beat up, but um yeah, yeah okay yeah good good. Look, we're reaching thirty ish. Wow. We're reaching thirty ish, and um mm. just to, just to finish with, I did want to say too um during the week on Humans Podcast Instagram page, we did a bit of a shout out um, because we discovered there's a bit of a, a Texan following Matt, and um, so I thought mm. let's put it out there. If, if if these people in Dallas that are listening, I'd love to get some sort of some sort of interaction. Maybe just shoot us a message on Instagram or whatever it may be. Wouldn't it be great to to see our friends in Dallas? Yeah, I'm sure they'd they'd have some thoughts on Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, coriander probably. Oh, they're probably not into coriander. <laughs> I, I, but no, we'd yeah, we'd we'd love to hear from them or, or anywhere anywhere around the globe, wherever you are, uh, we're here. Absolutely, so, as, we as are. It, yeah. And please um, come and check out humans underscore podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. And hello again and a big thank you to our friend Nick Anderson because, Matt, here's what we're rounding out the show with, my friend. Oh, oh. you feel that? Just, just close your eyes. We'll be back for another episode. We will be back. Beautiful.